Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany Choose to Care podcast. Today, we're choosing to care about our gut. This is an area of health that I think is really often overlooked, although it's getting a little bit more attention now, and we're going to jump in and talk about it. I'm your host, Tiffany Page, and today we have on Dr. Daryl Joffrey. Hi, Dr. Daryl. Hey, Tiffany. So good to see you. It's so good to see you. I'm so happy you're here. We were doing a little, you know, overview of what we were talking about, and he was already giving so much great information. I'm like, wait, I've got to hit the record button. So Dr. Daryl is a anti-inflammation expert. I mean, truly, and an acid kicking expert. So he uses cutting edge nutrition to really help uncover what is the root cause of inflammation in your body, which really is the basis for all dis-ease and all these different symptoms that you might be having and not even correlating it to your gut health. And so the the goal is to really achieve an optimal level of health and energy. And so I met Dr. Daryl at a master health summit that was actually Fran Drescher's Cancer Schmancer. And she has a nonprofit. And then she does this amazing health summit where Dr. Daryl spoke. And I was just so impressed. He was so inspirational. He gave such great information that I wanted to reconnect with him. And then, of course, COVID hit. And so we didn't talk for a little while. But now I've got you here and I'm so excited. And so He's appeared multiple times on Live with Kelly and Ryan. He's been on The Doctors. He's had multiple publications and a certified raw food chef. I love that. <laughs> I just like, I hope you can teach me some tricks on that as well. Um, of and, and a live blood microscopist, which is huge, which we'll talk about why that's so important to what he does as well. So I could keep talking. There's many things with wellness centers that he had, but ta- doing virtual treatments now, which is so amazing to have these this available to you, uh, something that might have been good that came out of COVID is to be able to to treat so many people all over without actually having to be yeah. there. So thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Dr. Daryl. Thank Joffin. you. Thank you for that amazing introduction and just for having me on and for, you know, for you doing what you do and helping change so many lives. And uh, it's so great to connect with you again. I can't believe that was that long ago, you know, uh, yes. such an amazing thing Fran is doing. And I was so just blessed to have met you there and uh, to be on with you today. Yeah, thank you so much. So I, when I first thought about talking to you, I had my mom in mind because she's had just, she's, I think, an extreme version. She has horrible acid reflux. She was taking a Zantac that then was taken off the market yeah. for its ingredients. So she had to move to something else. Now she's on Pepsid. She takes like three or four of those a day. Even her doctor said that's too many. And she just says she has to take it. And we've tried different things, but never a true protocol. So there was that. And so that's kind of, I had that in my mind and I know she's just super inflamed and something she got COVID actually quite bad. And she was at my house and I was healing her back to health and she was pre-diabetic and I got her out of pre-diabetic by just changing her diet and, you know, bringing her her breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. So good job. Um, so that was a start. So I thought, you know, of course, then if we can do that with diet over just a few months, what can you do mm. with your gut? So the first question is kind of what led you on this path of focusing on this part of your health and then some of the symptoms that people can look out for to see, you know, what's going on. Yeah, it was uh, about two, 
October 2014, and I was running in Central Park. It was the week before the big marathon. It was like my dream always to run the marathon. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I lived on the Upper East Side on 92nd and 1st Avenue. It's like mile 18 where all the runners would go by. But this year was going to be different because I was actually running the race. And it was my final, you know, run before the, the big race, which was a week, uh, a week later. And I was jogging and it was beautiful. It was like a 70 degree day. Um, all the bleachers were there. No one was in the bleachers, obviously, but they were there. I'm just envisioning, you know, what's going to happen a week and all the crazy screaming fans. My wife was going to be there at the finish line with my six month old son, Brayden, who was just born. And my parents were actually driving down this day, right, um, to come see me. And they never missed anything of mine. You know, I, you know, I played soccer for many, many years. I played at BC and they never missed a game and it was gonna be no different this time. And as I'm running, I felt this vibration in my pocket. So I take my phone out and I see a missed call from my brother, Brandon. So me being this goofball brother that I am, I take a crazy selfie, uh, I send it to him, put it back in and I keep running, onwards we go. Literally 10 seconds later, I take the phone back out and then I read the words call emergency. Oh no. I stopped dead in my tracks. I knew my parents were driving down from Vermont that day. They weren't coming directly into the city. They were stopping at my, um, my other brother's house because it was my nephew's birthday. And I knew something happened. My gut, no pun intended, but my gut <laughs> reaction, right? Something happened. So I called up my brother right away and he told me that there was an accident. He didn't have much information, but my parents were driving on 91 South. It's a very, very busy highway. And my mom was always in the passenger seat. She, she was knitting, actually she was knitting a, a sweater for my son, Braden at the time. And my dad was always the driver when she felt the car start doing this. Well, there's only one problem, Tiffany. There's a concrete divider going 70 miles per hour. So she looks over at my father oh, no. and there he is, passed out against the window. Oh. The, the car goes up the concrete divider, instinct takes over. She grabs the keys, rips out of the ignition. The car comes to a grinding halt. He's out. She thought that he was dead, passed that, you know, from a heart attack or stroke, whatever it was. She calls 911. And in a couple of minutes, he comes to sweating profusely. So the ambulance picks him up, brings him to the hospital. Um, at the time, I'm in New York City, just knowing that there was an accident, knowing that he passed out, but knowing nothing. So my brain is thinking from the doctor's standpoint, like, all right, heart attack, stroke, aneurysm, like what else could it be? Right. So, you know, we lived in the city. We didn't have a car, you know, because we're in New York City. So I hop in a zip car and I fly up to the you know, the hospital and they're doing all the tests. And when I meet with the doctor, finally, he says, it's not a heart attack, not a stroke. He says esophageal cancer. I was what? like, what? I'm like, it's, that's exact. I was like, what? What do you mean esophageal cancer? So anyway, a few days later, um, we're meeting with a top oncologist. And ironically, I'm wearing my shirt that says, get off your acid, right? Because I'm giving a keynote address that night at a, a big wellness convention. I'm going to be speaking. And the doctor tells us that the, the acid from your dad's stomach is what caused this cancer in his esophagus. And it was literally eroding. Because think about what acid does. Acid is corrosive, right? Acid could burn a hole through metal. So think about what that does. And it was literally corroding, eating away at his esophageal lining from the inside out. Your stomach could withstand high levels of acid, but your, your esophagus can't. And that's what literally caused him to pass out at the steering wheel was because he was bleeding internally and he had to have two transfusions. So wow. this is what kind of, to answer your question, this is what sparked my interest. Like I'm, I've always been an investigator. I was addicted to sugar. That's how I overcame my sugar addiction. Um, and this was no different. So um, like any good investigator does, I started following the evidence. I needed to find out everything. Like, what, what was the cause? Why did this happen? Why do we miss these clues? And over the next three years, like this was everything. I became like an expert of experts because I had to. Um, and I wanted to help my dad. Like, can we reverse this? And 
in that time, I learned so much. And ironically, to, to your mom um, and what she's going through with acid reflux and core of what I see, 90% of my clients have acid reflux. We think that it comes from too much acid, right? Because you're getting this burning sensation or it's in the throat, which I actually suffer with uh, a few years later when I got hit with mold toxicity, which we were talking about. But we think it's from too much acid. The actual cause of acid reflux is too little acid. And that's supported by 16,000 research journal articles, but it's contrary to what we might think. And this is one of the biggest causes of gut issues is that as we get older, we don't get stronger, we get weaker, we don't get faster, we get slower. We don't produce more acid in our stomach, we produce less acid. And what happens is because there's less acid, the, there's a valve between your esophagus, something I don't want to get too technical in your stomach mm -hmm. that should open and close when we eat. We eat, it opens, food comes in. The body makes more acid, it closes. But what happens is that valve kind of stays open. And that, even though there's less acid in the stomach, that causes the reflux, especially when you're laying down to go to sleep. Yes. Um, so that that was really what caused my dad's acid reflux. And for years, he had this like dry hacking cough like this. And I'm like, before I even knew much about that, I'm like, why does he have that cough? Like, what is that? What is it? Now I know that that was the silent reflux because not everybody, Tiffany, gets that burning sensation. You mm -hmm. know, for some people, it's sinus issues. For some people, uh, they get clogging of their ears. Other people, it's brain fog like I had. For my dad, looking back now, it was that dry cough, which led literally from the acid to esophageal cancer. And this is why I'm so passionate about acid reflux. And, you know, I'll never forget that that last day it was my birthday um uh, a few a few years later about three years later and we went up to see my dad and um he wasn't doing well he had lost a lot of weight he was very weak and um you know it was great to spend time he met my daughter Aaliyah, who was just recently born such another great blessing and i went back to the city with my family and literally two hours later we got the call saying dad went unconscious he's in the hospital you got to get up here so we went up there and we knew it was my dad's time. Um, we all gathered around him at the hospital and he was in a coma on life support. And I know that consciously he couldn't hear me, but I know he heard me and everyone got to say their goodbyes. And I was holding his hand. And that's when I, I said, dad, I'm so sorry. I couldn't be more to save you and to help you. And then I made a vow. And this is the last page of my book, Get Off Your Acid. I said, dad, I'm going to do everything, everything in my power to prevent as many people from suffering the way that you did. And right after I said that, Tiffany, he passed. Oh so gosh. this has become Dr. my battle. I had dad. no idea. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know what? His doctor called me up a couple of weeks later. He's like, Daryl, he's like, I don't understand most of what you did. Cause we did everything. Like literally like he went on a hundred percent alkaline diet. He hated it, but we did it. Um, I mean, I might get into the things that we did to treat him, but like, you know, above and beyond, like we, we went after this thing. It wasn't enough to save his life, but um, his, the doctor said, I don't understand most of what you did, but I know it absolutely prolonged his life and his quality of life. And again, the, my blessing was he was able to meet my daughter. And now this has become my, my new mission in life is to help as many people not get to that point because acid reflux is dangerous no matter what you hear it's amazing how many people are suffering with it like your mom and being just literally given all these different types of medications and drugs pepsid zantac which they took off because it's cancer causing effects ppis and the problem with these drugs is that they're not addressing the underlying reason of why we have reflux in the first place they're taking a low acid stomach and now you're taking this and it's becoming no acid so from a symptomatic standpoint if it's so bad you need to take something for the short term, I get that. That's okay. All right. Just to kind of get your symptoms under control so you don't suffer because I don't want anybody to suffer. But at the same time, we have to really address the underlying reasons why that reflux is there. Inflammation in the gut, stealth pathogens, low acid. And once you start to address those things, you can absolutely reverse this.
I've done it with thousands of clients. It's possible. We can talk about some of those things and why this is so important, but it was not to save my dad, but doing this work now in his honor and his Which, memory. And if we can yeah, help amazing. one people with this podcast, it's going to be worth all of our time. Oh, that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. I didn't know. So that's what prompted your book then, the um, Get Off Your Acid. Get Off Your Acid actually came, interestingly enough, came out right around the time when he was diagnosed with cancer. So I've always been the alkaline diet and this uh, this acidic lifestyle that so many of us are living. Because ultimately, as you mentioned inflammation before, like mm -hmm. we don't die of old age, we die of inflammation. Yes. Right? We need to understand that inflammation is the cause of all dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And I say that with a hyphen, which means lack of balance, lack of harmony, because the more disease we have, that turns to disease. So it doesn't matter which disease we land at, right? It could be heart disease, the number one killer. It could be cancer, which is the second killer, but has now overtook heart disease in 21 states, including your state of California, right? As the number one killer. It could be diabetes. It could be metabolic syndrome. It could be Alzheimer's, the fourth cause of, of, of death, right? These are all inflammation diseases. Yeah, the root cause is still the, the inflammation. The root cause. So, you know, I, I became so interested in, in this whole concept of acid and the, how these foods turn to acid because I was addicted to sugar. Sugar turns to lactic acid and lactic acid is corrosive, right? Grains, this is why we have to really do our best to move away from grains, turns to sulfuric acid, right? Animal proteins, I think are important, but they need to be the sideshow not the main event because animal protein will turn to phosphoric acid, sulfuric acid, and nitric acid. Or we can get into like what the strength diet looks like and really what you want to have as far as macros go. Um, teas and coffees, tannic acid, and things like that. So it's really about understanding how foods metabolize into the body and the effect that they have. And then not about like deprivation. It's not like I need to give up all these foods I love, right? No, it's not about that. And that's why I became a, raw, a certified raw food chef. I wanted to find because I'm a foodie, right? I'm a, I'm a New Yorker and we love food in New York. And yeah. I want to find like ways to make food that's healthy, nutritious, but also tastes good. So it's not about deprivation, it's about moderation. If there's foods that you love, it's, it's not about giving up those foods you love. It's about finding better versions of the foods that you love and starting to add those foods into your diet. And as we add more foods in that strengthen our body, that strengthen our cells, that strengthen our gut from the inside out, not only will we we be successful in living this as a lifestyle, not a diet, right? Because what's the first three letters of diet? Die. Mm. We don't want to <laughs> kill ourselves. We want to make this a lifestyle. It takes 21 days to make a habit, 90 days to make a lifestyle. You go six months, Tiffany, you're not turning back. So we want people to succeed. But in order for it to succeed, you can't think of this as giving up deprivation like January 1. January 1 comes, flip of a calendar. Oh, man, I got to give up sugar. I got to go to the gym. It's like, you know, it's like pain based. And yeah. that's why two weeks later, you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 92% of people fail, right? And it's, and then it's like the same roller coaster over and over. So it's really about working with people fitting this into your lifestyle. When you do that, then you can actually succeed at this and, and make it enjoyable. Because that's, for me, I had to make it enjoyable. And you know, it is. Yeah, that's probably the most important part for people to realize that it's it's just about choosing different options, but not giving anything up, you know, and for acid reflux for people, I mean, you're talking about your dad, we're talking about my mom, older people, but, you know, younger people are getting it. My nephew was having acid reflux at 27. I have friends in their 30s. So this is happening to everybody. So it is a universal issue. And, you know, our food system is so broken. And yeah, and we also don't really know what to eat to for optimum health. I love that term strength eating. Uh, I haven't I hadn't heard that before. So 
Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah, something it's... to take into account. And even someone like me who I, you know, I, I don't actually eat that much as a whole and what I do eat, I think I'm pretty healthy, but as I start to read some of these symptoms, I'm like, Hmm, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Like with the brain fog, sometimes I have that just, you were saying how you're following your own diet or your own protocol, but you experience when we were talking you experienced this whole mold situation, which I yeah. can't even believe. You want to talk about that a little bit? Because that's a, another something that's happening. I just met somebody recently who had mold and formaldehyde in their apartment. It made her so sick. Yeah. And it's something that yeah. you don't see. Yeah, mold, mold is horrific. I'll tell you my story with that because it, it, it took me out and nearly, nearly killed me. Um, and I mean that there was, uh, as I shared with you before, there were um, nights where I was literally crying thinking I wasn't going to see my two little ones grow up. That's how severe and how badly it took me out. Here's a guy that's doing all the right things. I can't tell you how many times clients and patients come to me. They're like, Dr. Darrow, I'm, I'm strength eating. You know, I'm following your advice on what foods to eat, what foods not to eat. Um, I found my balance there. I'm taking supplements and uh, I'm biohacking. I'm exercising and you know, all those things. But why do I still feel this way? Why am I still having bloating when I eat? And I, I'm constipated. I'm having acid reflux and I'm feeling like this inflammation and brain fog and Literally, like if you have this symptom, it just means that your body's out of balance. Symptoms are not normal. Symptoms are the last thing to come. And, you know, we talk about the strength eating diet. That's my, my new book, Get Off Your Sugar. That's what it's about. It's about going from stress eating to strength eating. And what is stress eating? It's junk food. It's, it's sugar, right? It's sugar yeah. addictive. It's literally eight times more addictive than cocaine. So, you know, at the core of this, food is the most important because supplements are, are important, but you cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet. So we have to start by nailing down the diet, but we also have to get the other buckets. We got to get the right supplements. I'm happy to share with you, um, you know, the five most important supplements we all should be taking, even our children, but we also have to help the stress in our lives. We've been more stressed these past few years than we've ever been since I've been alive, obviously, right? For and sure. um, for, for most of us, stress is managing us, but we got to manage stress. And we have to not only meet that demand, but exceed that demand because I talk about so much about the foods that we eat and the things that we drink, how it damages the gut, but there's nothing more damaging to your gut than stress. And uh, we can talk about that why, but we moved out to California from New York City, July of 2020, uh, during the pandemic. At the time, Brayden and Aaliyah were six and three, and we just wanted to get out of New York City, you know, and I guess the silver lining in COVID is that it, it kind of allowed us to make that decision, you know, um, where if that didn't happen, you know, who knows if we would still be there. So we moved out to Newport Beach, loved it, beautiful area. And the symptoms, believe it or not, started with my dog Sprout. And oh. literally a, a month or so into it, he starts like biting his paws incessantly. When I say incessantly, like all night long, he's on, he's sitting there on the bed, like biting his paws. I'm like, what's going on with Sprout, honey, to my wife, Chelsea. And, you know, so we, we go to, you know, our holistic vet and things like that. We're trying all these things. We're literally putting his paws in apple cider vinegar. Nothing is, work nothing is working for poor little Sprouty. <laughs> and, you know, so we're trying to just manage the symptoms and that this comes full circle because we had a blood test, but I never even thought of to look at Sprout's blood because I don't look at dog's blood. I look at, at children and adults' blood. So a few months into this after Christmas, like me and my son start getting symptomatic and I'm like, what's going on? I chalked it up to the fact that I was going back and forth to New York City every three weeks, which I did for 18 months because my wellness center was there. And um, I was looking to actually sell the practice 
but good luck selling your practice in New York City, which at the beginning was the core of the pandemic when you know everyone was moving out of the city, they weren't moving into the city. So right. I was kind of going back and forth, which was, it was very stressful. And yeah, traveling was stressful, but you know, because of all the restrictions and, and that stuff, but just leaving my family, you know, my daughter was younger, but my son was a little bit older. So he understood more that daddy was leaving and just seeing him, you know, how upset he would got. So a few months into this, like he starts developing these neurologic tics, like tics, tics like this. And Whoa. it was, yeah, it was, it was really scary as a dad to see this and, and, and for Chelsea as well. And um, especially me, like I know too much. So I'm like starting like, Oh, it could be this, it could be this. And, you know, I thankfully have some very um, you know smart people smarter than me in this wellness world. So I started calling all my friends and be like, Hey, can you, you know, let me your advice on this? What do you think is going on? And eventually doctors diagnose him with Tourette's syndrome. I'm like, Whoa, you're not going to staple a diagnosis like that on my son when clearly he was doing well. We come out here and symptoms start and I'm developing symptoms as well. Right. And by the way, what does diagnosis mean? Di means two. agnosis means not knowing the doctor and the patient don't know what the hell is going on. So let's stop diagnosing and let's start treating the cause mm -hmm. because ultimately symptoms are so misleading. We miss so many things early on because that there's nothing wrong with saying this is what's going on. I have acid reflux, but again, we have to really be investigators and figure out the cause. Um, for me, I started getting really severe brain fog. Um, I chalked it up to the stress of what's going on. But when I was in New York City, you know, on one of my trips there, all of a sudden my tongue starts contracting 24 seven. Oh. So imagine, imagine your tongue, like a biceps, your tongue starts contracting and you can't stop it. Oh, that's so it, uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, no. This wasn't, yes, it, it sounds uncomfortable. When I tell you, this was scary and incapacitating because I couldn't sleep. My, I couldn't talk. I couldn't meditate. It, it interfered with everything. And it got to the point, I remember texting my wife, it got to the point where this was so horrific that I, I said, to my, I would right now, if someone said like, I could chop off my left hand, trade that in for a fully functioning normal tongue, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Wow. That's how bad this was. So I call up my very dear friend, Dr. Jerry Kiratola. He's one of my closest friends and mentors. He's a, a brilliant biologic dentist. And he's like, Daryl, many times we don't know what's going on, but get your butt down here. Let's do a 3D cone beam of your, of your mouth and let's see what's going on. So as biologic doctors, which is what we are, we always don't know what the cause is. So when we don't know what the cause is, we start to test, test the body, test, don't guess. And what's out of balance? Is there something deficient that you're not getting that mm -hmm. you need to be healthy and or is your body toxic? In other words, the plant begins to wilt. Most doctors say, give it drugs, give it surgery. Like, no, like if it's gonna die, we have the best crisis care system in the world, Yeah, but we don't have a healthcare system. There's nothing healthy or caring about this system. We rank 72nd in world health. I can't even name 71 countries ahead of us. It's insane. We spend 5% of the world's money on medical care. That's wild. It's, it's insane. Or I'm sorry, we make up 5% of the world's population, but we spend over 50% of, of the world's money on medical care. So again, we're chasing symptoms. So we have to really just start to look at the cost. So I call up Jerry, I go down to his office. He does this 3D cone beam and he sees this mess in my mouth. Root canal from high school, root canal, root canal, and then a wisdom tooth extraction here that had a cavitation. There were three abscesses of huge inflammatory pockets that oh. were literally eating eating away through my sinuses. I had no idea. Oh my god! This is why no the oral, no idea, no idea. Well, I mean, I, I didn't think about this because the root canals were way back then. Of course, sure. you know uh, Jerry, who you saw speak, he spoke uh, before me that he's yeah. phenomenal, right? Oral and gut microbiome, they go hand in hand. And what if something is out of balance in your mouth, it will affect your gut. And if something is out of balance in your gut, it will affect your mouth. And that's what it was. The mold was literally in my system, in my gut and coming up into my mouth. And when he tested 
uh, with this bioscanner, he found three different levels, three different forms of mold on my tongue. And I'm like, what? Again, wow. like what that was. So, so that led me to start to investigate deeper in my body. I did a urine test um, through um, Great Plains Laboratory. And there I found uh, the mold was systemic in my body. Then I tested my son, found the mold in his body, tested my wife, found the mold in her body. And I'm like, all right, we all have mold toxicity. This is coming from the house because mold comes from old water damaged buildings and you couldn't see it. And that's the problem is that like, we think of mold, like black mold on a wall. Like I would have noticed that right away. And even as a, I specialize in biotoxin illness with the gut, I'm looking at all these infections all the time. It, it didn't occur to me early on to think of mold because the problem with mold and Lyme disease is that it mimics so many other common symptoms like sinus, sinusitis, sinus infections, right? Or sinus congestion, brain fog, ear congestion, acid reflux. These are common things. So we don't typically think of that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to just always, always test. So we tested the house in Newport Beach, high levels of mold. I mean, 24 out of 25 high levels of mold was through the roof. I was shocked, Tiffany. Rule number one, get out of the poison. We moved out of the house and I started the healing process. And I'll never forget that picture that my wife snapped at me at Laguna Beach right before we moved to Naples, Florida, where I hear, I can hear now like my children laughing, like this beautiful voice of your kids laughing. And I'm just sitting there like this with like the water's like up to my ankles. And I'm just looking out at the sun with my eyes closed and my arms like this. And I'm saying to myself, I'm on I'm the other side. Yeah. I'm, I, I was so thankful for God for many reasons, for helping me heal, for bringing the people to my life to help me to heal. But also as traumatic as the situation was, and I, I never wish I want to go through this ever again, but ultimately it, it opened me up to so many different things. Number one, being able to help people on such a deeper level with gut health issues um, and different sorts of, of pathogens. But for me, I was doing all the right things, Tiffany. And I realized that here I am teaching balance and I was so far out of balance and emotionally and just driving myself into the ground. So I learned so much from this experience about how to help myself so I can help other people. And ultimately, we got to take care of ourselves first. It's like, you know, the airplane, the the, ga the, the mask comes down, you got to put yours on, then you put your children's on because if I pass out, how can I help my little ones? And uh, when I tested my son's gut, which is what I do, I'm like, okay, you're not going to stop a, a name on my son. There was high level strep infection in his gut and he had mold toxicity as well. But the strep infection that was there for a while was what was causing the neurologic tics because strep causes leaky gut, not strep throat, but a strep infection in his gut. There's something called pans panda where the strep leaks in to your blood, then it goes to the brain, causes inflammation of the brain, and that's what was causing the ticks. So I put him on a gut protocol, put him on binders and antimicrobials to kill the, the toxin. I strengthened his gut, and he was always you know, eating very healthy. Um, and literally within about four or five months, his ticks were 99% gone. It was it was amazing. That and an again, another story. Yeah, and it just opened my eyes, which is if you don't know what's going on, like just just start to test, test the body, but like. So many doctors are not testing the right things. It's right. like, you know, they they'll go they'll that test direction. The blood. Yeah, they'll test the blood, but like, well, you're seeing all this inflammation in the blood through, you know, uh, high sensitivity C reactive protein or homocysteine or sedates. But what, why is there inflammation in the blood? You know, why is my heart working harder, raising its blood pressure to actually like help our body because the blood's inflamed? So the doctor puts me on a prescription drug to, to, to uh, an anti hypertensive, anti uh, high blood pressure. And again, if you're at risk of having a stroke, we need that crisis care, get into balance, but still figure it out. Right. Like the body's not dumb. The body's so smart. 
Like it doesn't raise his blood pressure for any reason. It raises his blood pressure because your blood gets inflamed. Now my heart has to work harder to work through to oxygenate the system, right? So we just got to test, but we have to really get back to the root cause of where most inflammation stems from. And that is the gut. Hippocrates, father of modern medicine, look to the gut. It's the cause of all disease. Fix the gut. And then we look at these downstream issues, whether it be hypothyroidism or liver issues or kidney issues or, or whatever it might be, right? So we still need to test and know what's going on but we have to start with the gut. If we're missing the gut, we're missing a core piece of what be causing your, your symptoms and your health issues. It's really incredible that you, you yourself have been tested by having these things happen to you in your life. But what it came from it is the education and learning and being able to help even more people because you've had these things happen to you specifically. And, and now, you know, wow, those symptoms are incredible that were happening to you. And to now, you know, maybe focus to know where to go on that when things happen as you're helping other people. It's really a wild story. I, I thank you for sharing that one as well. Yeah. I don't think we think my about pleasure. those things at all. I think about uh, when I was in my 30s, I I had high cholesterol. And, you know, I know those numbers could vary. I, I wish I knew what the number was now. But and I think I always had higher cholesterol, even as a child. But the doctor, he wasn't my regular doctor. He was actually my gynecologist, but I didn't have a regular, you know, primary care doctor. So he just did some blood work. He told me I had high cholesterol and he said, you know, let's put you on Lipitor. And I mm. thought, I knew I didn't want to do that, but I, I, I wasn't into knowing what to do. I just thought it was so strange though, that you wouldn't say, what are you eating? You know, do you want to try and change your diet? And like, let's do your blood again. Like to just assume that we need to put you on Lipitor, which has all sorts of side effects. And, you know, pretty obviously pretty young to be doing that. And that was the last time I saw him. Anyway, I left, mm. never went back. Good choice. Changed my diet on my own. And my numbers are, are good and have been good ever since. And so one of the things that I do do huh, every day is with my coffee, which I know probably my, I don't know what makes an acid coffee, but I do put ghee in my coffee every day. And we've been drinking that, I think probably since COVID started and including my mom and everybody's numbers are better. And, you know, if you think about high fats and people think, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't put the fats in my diet or even avocado that's good for you. You know, some people are worried about gaining weight, but isn't that such a necessity, isn't it, for uh, brain health I, and gut health? I love, I love all the stuff you're saying right now. <laughs> I would love to, re, I would love to revisit the cholesterol in just a minute. So, sure. uh, because I think that's so important. I actually did an hour live Instagram on this the other day. It is critical because people have been culturized by doctors and nutritionists and and articles that cholesterol is bad, and it ties into the fat thing because ultimately there are fats that heal and there's fats that kill, right? And ghee is a healthy keto fat just like grass-fed butter is, and just like coconut oil is, and just like MCT oil is. And I was doing an interview the other day, and we were talking about the new FDA um, guidelines about food labeling changes. I don't know if you've heard about that, because they're not set to change until 2026, so you're not going to see any immediate changes. But the crazy thing is that the guidelines haven't been changed since 1994. I mean, I was a freshman in college. Like, it's, it's, that's 30 years ago. It's that's insane. Yeah. And think about how much has changed in the past 30 years in our lives in regards to what we learned about foods and how they impact your body and how foods, certain foods strengthen your body, other foods deplete your body. And these foods can contribute towards chronic inflammatory diseases. But in those original guidelines, they never had a limit on added sugar. So you can have something like low fat yogurt, right? Because again, what did you say? It's like, oh, I shouldn't eat fat. It's the craziest lie we've been ever been told. And we can actually bang the sugar industry for this because back in 1967, the sugar industry and the lobbyists actually paid off three Harvard scientists, the uh, equivalent of $50,000 was a lot of money back then, 
to actually manipulate the studies and change the studies to show that the cause of these chronic inflammatory diseases like heart disease and cancer and things like that was in fact fat. So for the past 50, 60 years, especially the past 40 years, what have we, what have we seen across every grocery store? Low fat, no, no fat. fat yeah. we, right. And we think it's, and it's healthy, but here's the problem. The food companies took out the fat because this is what, you know, the sugar industry was kind of lobbying, but now the food tasted like cardboard. So how are we going to make this food taste good? In comes the sugar industry to the rescue. And they started adding added sugars, but there never was a limit on that. And by the way, you might see low fat, you might see sugar free. Well, sugar free doesn't mean healthy either. It means actually we put artificial sweeteners in here. You think it's healthy because we took the sugar out, but artificial sweeteners are actually even worse for you. You mentioned the word formaldehyde before. There's a sweetener called aspartame, which is in over 6,000 products, right? Aspartame, which is in sugarless gum and diet sodas and things like that, metabolizes to something called methanol, which is wood alcohol. That metabolizes to formaldehyde in your body. So anytime you drink diet soda, which research shows actually will make you gain more weight than regular soda, um, it actually is, you are drinking formaldehyde, what they embalm dead bodies with, which is crazy. So for the last 30, 40 years, we saw this whole no fat thing, but we have to understand is that there are fats that heal and fats that kill. And back to those guidelines, you know, you can have sugar and you can have low, you can have low fat um, yogurt, which they say is healthy. Why? Because they were promoting the low fat part of it. Well, people are going to say, well, also it's probiotics. Yeah, there's probiotics, which is great, but just take a probiotic. Don't take yogurt because you're taking it for a probiotic, right? Low fat yogurt, took out the fat, they put in the sugar. So now you're eating something you think is healthy. That's going to actually help you and strengthen you. When in fact, there's 30 grams of sugar in that. And that sugar is totally inflaming your body. So now the good news is that these companies aren't gonna be able to get away with that because you have to actually post added sugars. There are certain thresholds, but what you're now gonna be told is that foods like avocados, which is I call God's butter, it's like my favorite food in the world, <laughs> and, and raw nuts and seeds like macadamia nuts and chia seeds, I love chia seeds and my internal shower shot and flax seeds and hemp seeds and wild caught salmon and these omega-3 rich, rich fish, which were always touted as not healthy. Now, of course, we know those foods are incredible. So we are seeing some good changes, but putting things like that in your coffee is actually good. It's gonna help you. Um, and this is how I came up with acid kicking coffee. I don't, I don't know if you um, know about the product that we have, but you know, uh, you mentioned Kelly Ripa and um, she came to see me. And when she went on the show, she started talking about me. She's like, this is amazing. It's changed my life and blah, blah, blah. And I love Kelly Ripa. She's one of my favorite acid kickers. But I love her that, too. The alkaline oh, state awesome. of mind with your alkaline, which I just love that name that you got that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. But I love it because she's, she's saying all this good stuff and she's like, but I'm still drinking my coffee and didn't tell him. <laughs> and so <laughs> when that happened, I'm like, the light bulbs went off, which is like, let's make this fit into your lifestyle. 85% of people are going to drink coffee, um, whether I tell them to do it or not to do. And, and before that, I was telling people, Tiffany, don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. It's so acidic. And it is. It's a liver suppressor. It's an adrenal suppressor. Now, there's a lot of upside to coffee, but the one big downside is it is very acidic, up to a thousand times more acidic than water, right? So yes, you're getting benefits to it, but the acid is one major down, obviously downside. So I created a powder. It took me five years to create it that you add into your coffee and you mix it up. And what it does is it neutralizes all the acid in your coffee. So now you get the upside of the coffee minus that downside. And it tastes awesome. We have amazing flavors. We have one that doesn't change the taste of your coffee for black coffee drinkers. But we also added in other healthy keto fats like coconut oil, MCT oil, which has the same effects that ghee has, where it suppresses your hunger. Um, it's going to help your body metabolize fat and be more metabolic flexible. It has Himalayan salt for sugar cravings. It has five different plant-based fat-burning enzymes. So it's just amazing 
And I, it's revolutionizing the coffee industry. So now you're taking your acidic cup of coffee and you're turning that into a cup of what we call acid kicking coffee. But again, to your point is that we can't fear the fat. We need fat. Fats are critical. Fats make your hormones. Cholesterol is important because without fats and cholesterol, you can't make pregnenolone, which is what creates your hormones. So if you're having hormonal imbalances, you have to eat healthy fats, fats that heal. And the numbers are completely wrong. If you want to talk about cholesterol and the numbers, I'm happy to give the short version of it because so many people are being put on these statin drugs like you were told to do. And the reality is, and the research is in my book, when your cholesterol goes into that 200 to 259 range, mm-hmm. so on a blood test, it says less than 200. Your cholesterol should be less than 200. If that number goes above 200, there's a very good chance your doctor is going to tell you what your doctor told you, go on a statin drug, Right. The research, and this is from the Journal of Epidemiology, which is a very well-known research article, uh, journal, is that the higher the cholesterol in that 200 to 259 zone, higher longevity rates, you live longer. When that cholesterol level goes below 169, your death rate skyrockets. Why is that? And that's because because it's protecting you? Is that what you were talking about? Mm -hmm. It's a neuroprotector. It protects your brain cells. It protects your regular cells. It's the precursor to vitamin D. I mean, the list goes on and on. What it does, it helps create the glucocorticoids and mineral corticoids. I mean, there's so many different benefits that cholesterol has to the body. I don't think anybody looks at it like that, right? Nobody even has the thought process to know that it's a protection versus like, no, we got to bring that number down. Well, why do you think that is? So you can be put on a drug to take it down. There you go. And and again, it's like, you know, statin drugs are, are very dangerous what they do to the body. You have to, you know, we look at LDL, like there's HDL and LDL. They say HDL is the good cholesterol, LDL is the bad cholesterol, but there really is no good and bad of anything. It's like you get 25% of the cholesterol from your diet and the things that you eat, but 75% of the cholesterol in your body is made by your liver. And when your blood becomes very acidic because of these toxins that come in, and we've been more toxic than we've ever been in human history from the foods that you eat or from the toxins in your water or the air or the soil or the food, like we are toxic. And that gets from your gut into the blood and think about acid. I said before, it's corrosive. Like my dad, it corroded his esophageal lining. It does that to your blood vessel walls. So your body's smart. Your body's not going to let it bleed itself out. So when it notices that doing that, what it does in response is it actually tells your liver to make LDL cholesterol. And the LDL gets in the truck and it goes out into those areas and it starts to plaque up those walls. LDL is the scapegoat. It's the scab. It shows up at the scene of the crime. And when we do a routine blood test, we see the LDL number high, the doctor will, or the total cholesterol, the doctor puts us on these statin drugs because all we care about is like, let's get that number into normal range. But what we're doing is we're ripping off that Band-Aid and we're actually removing the very self-defense mechanism that your body put in place to save your life. Now, if we notice there are small particle LDLs that have increased, that's the ones that do cause damage. You got to be on alert. So again, I'm not here to bash medicine because medicine saved my parents' lives. It saved my life. And if you need to take it, you have to make that right decision in conjunction with your doctor if you're in an unsafe position. But again, realize what's going on inside your body, inside your gut, inside your blood, and let's start to get the right things into our bodies. Omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil, so important. Black seed oil, very powerful natural anti-inflammatories. Minerals like magnesium. When you have acid reflux, there's usually a huge magnesium deficiency and other minerals. Same thing. So again, cholesterol is not the enemy. It's not the problem. Just like LDL is not. It's our friend. And we need to actually nourish that with healthy fats that heal our body and stay away from the dangerous fats that kill us, like the trans fats, 
the omega-6 fats, right? Because omega-3s like salmon are anti-inflammatory. Omega-6 is like these like processed vegetable oils like sunflower oil, safflower oil, canola oil, rapeseed oil, grapeseed oil, cottonseed oil. These are all the fats that actually destroy our body. Um, your body will burn off the sugar immediately because it wants to get rid of it because it knows it's poison, but it can't do that to these omega-6 fats. These omega-6 fats have a half-life of seven years and they'll compete with your omega-3s, right? Omega-3s are good, omega-6s are bad. Your brain is 60% fat, so they literally compete for the same enzymes. And there should be a one-to-one -one ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. So people might be asking, well, Dr. Dow, you're confusing me. If omega-6s are bad, why should we have any in your body? Because inflammation in the short run heals your body. If I cut my finger, inflammation heals that. It's chronic inflammation that's there mm -hmm. for a long time that kills us. And if we have 20 times more, 25 times more omega-6s than omega-3s, which is what the average American does, it's going to inflame your brain. It's going to inflame your blood. It's going to increase all these other markers. And there's a test on my website. It's an omega-3 test. You can literally just prick your finger, put a drop of blood on a card, send it to the lab. And within 12 days, you'll actually know what that ratio is. It should be under three to one, but most people are 25 to one, 50 to one. I tested a female in my, who was in um, high school who had massive depression. They didn't know what to do. They saw every specialist, couldn't help. And she had an 88 to one ratio of omega-6s to threes. Her brain was so jacked up on inflammation, there's no way it can actually make conscious right decisions. And that's what led to her anxiety and depression. So we put her on high dose fish oil, we cleaned up her diet within four months, she was off of her medications and her depression was gone. Dr. Daryl, that is incredible. You would never even put that together, right? You're right away, you're getting on depression medication. It's like, we really have to unlearn what we've learned, especially with when they ushered in these no fat, low fat diets and, and all the foods that are out there with it. We, people think that those are good and that's what we're supposed to be eating. And with the, um, omega, is it the omega six? I get omega sixes. that are yeah, better. So bad for you, you know, like they were pushing margarine back in the day, like right, what? Right. it's just the craziest <laughs> thing. And so, Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's amazing we're all alive. But listen, you know, we <laughs> learn and and we have to we have to question. You know, we have to be conscious label readers. And yes. um, you know, I, I I guess like for me, I just found because I had to learn this all on my own because I wasn't getting this from my doctors. You know, mm -hmm. and it took me a while from my sugar addiction back when I was younger, and then obviously all the other things, my dad and my own mold toxicity, my own gut issues, and my son. It's like I had to learn it all. So if you're out there and you're still struggling and you tried a million different things, like don't give up, please. Like stop beating yourself up for anything. Like just start to make changes towards better. It could be one at a time, but find somebody, whether it's me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. That's getting the results that, that you want, or that's talking to things that like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And like, we can't be scattered. Like we have to pick a lane and then start to like, cause role modeling says success, success leaves clues. You know, it's like, I learned that from Tony Robbins. You know, if you want to learn something like don't do 30 years of research, find someone who's done that research and then just listen to what they're doing, you know, and, and you should get results if it's not too far gone. And many times we are not too far gone and the body is incredible. Like we are self-healing, we're self-maintaining, you know, the power made the body will heal your body, but we have to get out of the way. We have to stop the interference and we have to actually start to nourish our body with the things that your body needs to heal down to the cellular level. I talked about that plant. It doesn't need drugs or surgery unless it's going to die. It needs water. It needs sunlight. It needs nutrients for the soil. But here's the thing. You could give it all those three things, which we know it needs to thrive, and that plant can still wilt and die. Why is that? 
because maybe we missed the toxic runoff from the gas station next door that's leaking into that root system of the plant that's making it toxic. Remember, the two causes of all disease are deficiency and toxicity. So we have to give the plant the things it needs to nourish and sustain itself, but we also have to make sure the plant is not being toxified by something. Remove the toxins. If it's not too far gone, that plant will heal itself because God heals us, but we also have to give it a little bit of help. Combo deal, deficiency and toxicity. Okay. So just, I know, I mean, my mom's not here. We can't treat her, but some of, so she's had leaky gut. She's had an extreme reversion of something like that. I forgot what it was called. She has brain fog. She has major fatigue. She has joint pain. And I try to tell her that all of this is related to her gut. She seems very inflamed and bloated. She gets acid reflux and burns. I mean, of course, I'm going to bring her to you now. We're going to do some testing and really see. So that'll be good. But for people who are out there that are feeling these symptoms, start to look at your gut and what this could be. And, you know, I was trying to give her, you know, little things we tried. We just didn't have a whole protocol like apple cider vinegar. I give her BioK for probiotics. She takes a lot of supplements. I don't think she takes magnesium, though. It's probably um, the most important. It's probably the, the most important one. Magnesium is the fourth most abundant mineral in the body, calcium being number one, but it's the biggest deficiency that in omega threes. Most of us are getting far too much calcium. You know, it's again, a whole nother thing where we think osteoporosis is from a calcium deficiency. It's not, it's because the blood is so acidic. The body is robbing Peter to pay Paul. The body is literally stealing the calcium from the bones to bring it into the actual blood to actually heal this acidity. They did a study in Harvard nurses, I think age uh, 70 to 92, and it was a huge study. And they gave one group a thousand milligrams of calcium and they gave another group um, basically a placebo, right? Like a sugar pill. The group that got the calcium, which was calcium carbonate, was a very cheap uh, form of calcium, which is what most of these doctors give. That group not only had twice the risk factor or twice the amount of hip fractures, you would think would have been the opposite, but get this, they had a 700% increase in the risk of dementia. Oh. Why is that? Because the calcium wasn't getting absorbed. We need the magnesium to actually absorb the calcium. So magnesium is the true deficiency. And without magnesium, the calcium is not, and also vitamin K2, right? Um, Vitamin D, those are very important. We we have an amazing D3 K2 supplement. You have to have the K2 with it because magnesium helps bring the calcium into the blood. But once it's there, the K2 directs it where to go, to the bones. So what happens is when these nurses were getting this crappy form of calcium and they didn't have obviously the K2 and the magnesium levels, So there was no way the calcium was going to the bones. It was going to all the wrong places that we didn't want to go. So it landed in the brain, causing plaquing in the brain, which increased the risk of Alzheimer's because that can cause dementia, Um, amongst other things like anxiety and depression and brain fog. Um, It was going to the blood vessel walls, causing increase in blood pressure, and was also going to the the kidneys, causing kidney stones. So if someone's having kidney stones, you need magnesium to help dissolve that. So I think magnesium is number one on the list. And in a well-balanced mineral as well, like we have this one called acid-kicking minerals, which is really good for people with reflux like your mom, the bicarbonate, sodium bicarbonate, baking mm-hmm. soda, right, which is in that, also calms the, the burning effect and the reflux, but the magnesium is so important. Um, so I would say get her on a magnesium supplement. You have her on a probiotic, which is critical. Um, we get one, one millionth the amount of probiotics that our ancestors used to get. So we have to have probiotics. So take a good um, a probiotic supplement and we can eat some fermented foods like sauerkraut and pickles and kimchi and things like that. I stay away from kombucha, which is a very acidic very acidic drink. So don't drink the kombucha. Oh, Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously let's clean up the diet because sugar is what's going to promote and feed the bad bacteria. So yes, first and foremost, we got to test. Test, don't guess. That's my Mm -hmm. monster because what's going on in her gut 
that we need to address. There's things if someone didn't test, like here's what I would tell them to do, like clean up the diet, try to really limit the sugar, get off of the sugar, get off of the artificial sweeteners, um, avoid the dairy, which is really mucus forming for the gut and focus on the foods that strengthen your gut. Lots of greens. I want you to think green juice, green smoothies, right? These are the core of a strength eating diet, green soups, salads, you know, vegetables. So, so that's one macro, healthy fats. That's a second macro, like avocados and raw nuts and seeds, like we talked about earlier, animal protein, in moderation, no more than two to four ounces per meal, because once it goes more than that, Tiffany, it actually will turn to sugar in your body, in your liver called gluconeogenesis. So I could be eating the cleanest diet in the world, but I'm eating too much animal protein. It actually gets converted to sugar. So sugar in, I mean, uh, animal proteins in moderation and very important that you get a clean source because what's the number one cause of leaky gut? Well, sugar causes leaky gut, right? In my book, Get Off Your Sugar, I call them WMDs, weapons of mass destructions for your gut. Wheat, gluten is one, meat, but when I say meat, having too much meat, but what is that animal eating, mm -hmm. right? What is that animal being given? It's eating corn and soy, which is massively uh, a massive gut disruptor. But what are 80% of the antibiotics given in this, in this country? They're not given to us. They're given to our livestock industry. The number one cause, massive cause of leaky gut is antibiotics. Sugar and gluten will cause like little holes in your gut. Antibiotic is like a napalm bomb. It'll wipe out your gut completely for two years. Now we can heal that. I have a leaky gut protocol in my book that can heal that in two weeks. So again, these, this is all reversible. Um, but my point is that we have to avoid the foods that are actually causing leaky gut in the first place and causing inflammation. So let's get greens, healthy fats, moderate protein, and very important, the fourth macro is what we call fiber-rich, slow-burning carbs. So things like quinoa, wild rice. Wild rice is not a grain, it's a grass. Quinoa is a seed, not a grain. Uh, sweet potatoes with coconut butter and a little um, cinnamon, uh, root vegetables, squashes like winter squash, spaghetti squash, things like that. So those are what we call fiber-rich, slow-burning carbs, which help the microbiome because the reality so is good. we are so fiber deficient. I mean, 5% of us are getting the 25 to 35 grams of fiber we need in a day. And my, what I tell people is you should be up in that 50, you know, that 50 gram range. And that's, I think why my internal shower shot went so viral, 112 million people uh, watch this on TikTok, finally something good. But why does that help people with gut problems? Because you're getting fiber into the gut in 30 seconds with this internal shower shot. It's very, very powerful. So those are the four macros. We've got to get those in and then the supplements. So the probiotic, obviously the minerals and magnesium are very, very important. Something to heal and seal that gut wall, like L-glutamine. And then if you're having any symptoms for acid reflux, there's so many things you can do. There's great teas out there, um, like Roco tea by Yogi or traditional medicinals. Um, so when my patients have reflux, we don't take them off their medication right away because that's the worst thing you can do is stop cold turkey. So we keep them on their medication and mm -hmm. I start to give them upper GI or upper gastro healing agents that will do the same thing, that will calm the irritation, that will soothe and heal. Start to offset it. Yes, yes. So so we start to calm it down. We keep the medication there. And then I start to fix the gut. We, fit, we clean up the diet. And then we test to see what pathogens might be in that gut that are actually causing all the damage in the first place that are causing that reflux. And I'm telling you, I've done a thousand, oh, thousands of stool sample tests. They're called GI MAP tests. And I've never seen a normal test. And that's mm. how I became aware of my son with a strep infection. So once I know it's there, then I can actually put together a laser focused protocol to actually fix and treat the underlying reason. But if we don't test, I'm not going to know that in my son, it was a strep infection, or for me, it was citrobacter, uh, or for my client the other day, um, we found two parasites. We found C. diff, which is a very dangerous bacteria and H. pylori. Like this sounds like Greek to a lot of people, but That's these are the things it. you don't want in your body. 
H. pylori. That's the one my mom had at one point. She had that. Yeah. So H. pylori thrives in a stomach that has the low levels of acid. Remember I said the cause of acid reflux is low acid, contrary to what we might think. So this is why I have so many clients to help their gut start to take a a little shot of apple cider vinegar, like you mentioned, like start with a teaspoon. But if you have acid reflux, don't start because that can actually be like gasoline on the fire. Mm -hmm. But like a little teaspoon of apple cider vinegar with a little bit of water and drink out on an empty stomach, that's going to start to stir up your, your stomach's own production of hydrochloric acid. Take my minerals, that will help as well. And start to actually get the balance back into the microbiome because H. pylori thrives when the acid levels become low, when there's not enough acid there. That's what makes it live longer. In fact, this bacteria is so smart, it actually will make enzymes to throw out into your stomach to stop your stomach's production of hydrochloric acid. Why does it do that? So it can thrive, so it can live longer. And it's been proven in the research that higher levels of H. pylori not only cause acid reflux, but will actually cause ulcerations um, and other very damaging things that can lead to cancer. So H. pylori is something that you have to really address. And it's crazy because I had a client who literally came to me a few weeks ago who's been suffering for years, is on three or four different medications and just has had it. She did a test a few weeks ago. Um, It wasn't the test that I do. And they told her she had no H. pylori. I've heard this so many times before. I said, I understand that. Let's do my testing. Let's see what shows up. I actually got the results back just a few days ago. She had a high level H. pylori infection. And it was, it was a false negative on these other tests. So this is why this stool sample test that we, that we do is so important. And if you're not going to do that, that's okay. Like focus on your diet, start to strengthen your diet, get your body moving, get exercising, because that'll help get, you know, move things through your gut, start to hydrate more, right? That plant needs water to come alive, right? The solution to pollution is dilution, right? Most of us, 90% of us are not getting enough water. So we need water, but water is neutral. Right, so add in a lemon slice or a lime slice or some grapefruit or a little pinch of Himalayan salt because those are minerals which we need more. But let's take it to another level, make that water what I call acid kicking. Take a scoop of my green juice powder, put that in there or my mineral powder. And then you're really alkalizing your gut and really bringing balance into the terrain. So there's so many things that we could do on a simple basis that doesn't require money and things like that to help nourish the state of our microbiome. Wow. I'm in awe. I mean, that is so much information, so much valuable information that can really change somebody's life. I thank you. Thank you for sharing that. What is the optimum time to drink, say, whether you do a juicing of your own? I usually buy a a cold pressed juice, a green juice. And I always thought, you know, you want to drink it right away. So the enzymes are are alive as soon as you open it. Is there a, a, a limit of time? Is it like 15 minutes or is there something? That you suggest? If you're making a fresh green juice at home, um, I would say 24 hours. A smoothie can last up to about 48 hours. You know, and I, I have like probably five or six juicers. I can't remember the last time I used my juicer. <laughs> um, for me, it's just about ease and time. You know, I, I get the question all the time, like, Dr. D, what juicer should I get? I'm like, the one you're going to use, right? Um, right? So for me, I just I just get a scoop like this is like our, our greens right here. I just get a scoop of that. I throw that in and, and the dehydrated powders last forever and it's cost effective. But the ones that you're talking about that you buy in a store that are cold pressed, usually within a few days is their, is their shelf life. But drink them as soon as possible because the longer they sit in that bottle, not only are they absorbing the plastics in that bottle. I hit glass, concerning. yes. yes. Beautiful, good, good. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but the, the nutrients will degradate. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, the very first thing I do um, after I give gratitude and thanks you know, to God for, for being here and being alive, um, I go right into the kitchen and I drink a green juice. It's the very first thing I do. Um, now, the green juice powders will not break your fast. 
Um, and I've proven this with testing, but like a green juice, like you're drinking in that bottle, because mm -hmm. if you look at the ingredients, there will be some sugar in there that will break your fast. So if you are an intermittent faster, I would either drink the green juice powder first thing in the morning. Cause I always like to start my day off. Like, let's do this. Like I'm ready. Like I want to, I want to, like, I don't turn, I don't, I can't remember last time I listened to the news years. I start off with like my gratitude and then my green juice. And then I go for like a, a quick two mile run and I bounce on my rebounder. And then I do about 10 minutes of the sauna. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. Like, a quick two mile run. That's a, that's a lot well, of running. I, I used to like, I, this is something like I used to do ultra marathons, which I will never do again. Uh, but like for me, like, you know, so again, whatever it is, it's just something simple, move your body. It could be like, I have a rebounder. Like when someone asks me like, what's your favorite form of exercise? It's a rebounder. Cause I could do it at home. It takes me five to seven minutes. It's very gentle on my body. And you mentioned joint pain. It's, it's, it's healthy for the joints. Cause it's one of these, it's, it's a mini trampoline when I say rebounder. Okay. Um, yeah, NASA did you. a study showing it's 68% more effective than running at helping your body lose weight and for cardiovascular health. So it's really, it's really awesome. It's safe. Um, if someone's, if I have a client in a wheelchair, I'll have them just sit on their wheelchair and just bounce their feet on it like that because it's doing lymphatic drainage. So it's aerobically stimulating your body. It's moving your body. It's helping our emotions because motion is emotion, um, but it's also helping drain our lymphatic system, which is like the garbage of the body. So it's really good for detoxification. So again, whatever you choose to do out there, it could be like a walk for five minutes outside, uh, which I call forest bathing, or if you're in the city where I used to be, uh, concrete jungle bathing, you know? Um, my point that. is like, have, have a strategy. And no matter how stressed your life is, commit to that strategy. Because listen, I've had a lot of times in my life where I just got in like, boom, like, man, stress was over the top. But in those times, it's not when we have to like argue for why we shouldn't do something. Stop shooting all over yourself or stop <laughs> saying I can't, right? I, I have to do this. That can't has to become a must. So no matter what, I wake up, like I go to the kitchen, I drink my greens, um, so I think that's the best day time to do it because it's done, it's over with. And then because mm -hmm. sometimes you, know, you have a crazy day and then no, I'm not gonna you don't get to it. Yeah. No, well, you have so energy much energy and vitality. I mean, you're, you're, you're your own best, you know, candidate right here. It's amazing. Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're sweet. But like if you're already intermittent fasting, um, then what I would do is right after like you break your fast. So for some people, 11 a.m. or 12 o'clock, then you could do it like right afterwards. And I drink two to three green juices a day, um, but I've been doing this for, for many, many years. But again, if you're starting out, and, you, and you're out there, you're saying like, I, I want I want to start to make a change. Like, where should I start? If I was to give you one, one thing of advice, it would be a green juice every single day. Because a green juice is so powerful, so alkalizing, it's so concentrated. One green juice, you're getting five servings of organic greens. I mean, how powerful is that? And even if you have gut issues, it's like, you don't have to worry about digesting the greens. It's liquid. It goes right into the blood within 30 seconds. I have so many pre and post live blood tests where I prick a finger and I look at their blood on live live HD screen and mm -hmm. I test their blood and it's like, I call blood sludge. All the cells are sticking together. Clustered it's together. Really not, yeah, not good, right? And then I'll have them drink a green juice and I'll retest their blood right after. Phew, the cells are right, right open. Right away it that? changes, you see it? Immediately. Wow. Immediately. Because when you look at your red blood cells, which give you your, which have hemoglobin, which is your oxygen, right? The most important nutrient for the body, your red blood cells. If you look at chlorophyll, your greens, it's exactly the same as your red blood cells. It's the same molecular shape on paper. I'm not gonna give you the equation, but it's the same thing, except for one small difference. The center atom for your chlorophyll is magnesium and for your red blood cells, it's iron. So if you wanna strengthen your blood, if you wanna improve circulation, if you wanna help that high blood pressure, um, lower inflammation, number one on my list, more chlorophyll, greens, green juice, it's critical. So I wake up every day, that's the first thing I do before I start anything, 
And I know that my body got something really important, really nourishing. And no matter how stressful my day is down the road of that day, I put something in it that's going to help my body neutralize the effects of that acid that's coming in, whether that's sugar, whether that's a stress, because there's nothing more acidic to your body than stress. Stress shuts down your gut, by the way. All right. Think about like I live in Naples now and we had that cra- you know, really awful hurricane a few months ago. Yeah. When that hurricane comes, it's not a time to remodel your kitchen. It's not <laughs> a time to go inwards and focus on growth and repair. You're going to stay in fight, fight or flight. I'm going to fight that hurricane. I'm going to board up my windows or I'm going to run or the third F is freeze. And that's fight or flight. So you don't need to like be in a hurricane or see a, a, a T-Rex breathing down your throat to be in fight or flight. Most of us read all of us are in fight or flight because we have emotional stress, right? Mm-hmm. We are constantly bathing in chronic, emotional, physical, uh, chemical, and EMF stresses. And that causes us to go in fight or flight. When we're in fight or flight, your body doesn't care about digestion or the health of your immune system. Cause it's just thinking I need to go. I need to, I need to flee. I need to be in danger. Why am I going to spend energy digesting my food when I got to get out? So I'm not lunch for T-Rex. So <laughs> this is why managing stress is so critical. I mean, it's number one on my list. That in green juice, I keep saying number one on my list, <laughs> but like we got to manage the stress because we can put all the green juice in our body, but if we're so stressed emotionally, it's like our body's in that frantic fight or flight state. So this is why Vegas nerve stimulation and why doing things like going for walks and breathing exercises and reading and laughing. Like I've taken laughter yoga before. It's amazing because in the beginning, yeah, oh, I'm laughing, huh? but like eventually you get into the state where you are laughing because like. Your, your, your mind just will go there. So these are all the things that like I do and teach, but like, don't get overwhelmed because I'm throwing so much at you today. Just start with one thing. I'm taking, one thing. I'm taking it all. And I just, I love it. Something that I, didn't, that I didn't know about laughing yoga. I love the idea of the the trampoline because even though I'm a very fast runner, I hate running. It just, it gives me a side yeah. cramp and it gives like hip things. And I just, it's just not my thing. So I love the idea of that. I was trying to find a, a quote that I had seen somewhere about, you know, about emotions and how it affects, you know, your, your body and, and stress is one. And, and I found like, you know, eat to feed your body, not to feed your emotions. Food is fuel, not therapy. And then the one I never Mm. did find, but I just thought of it, which was fuel the body's needs, not the mind's disappointments. Mm. You know, stress can come with that. And we do, we just, I think with COVID too, even though COVID itself was stressful because it removed us out of our routine. And sometimes our routines were very stressful. I mean, I was traveling so much and then all of a sudden I'm just home and now I can't go back to the, that crazy schedule that I had, you know, I have to take care of myself and be mindful and I'm meditating every day and I, I have to be out in nature, you know, at least once a day. I love that. It's helped get me to that place. And so I'm hoping it helped, it helped other people too, to take some time for themselves. It's such an important, it's such an important point, which is it's it's a choice and stress can be debilitating sometimes. COVID was awful. We got blindsided by this, you know, uh, this pandemic. It was it was awful. And what happened is most people crawled into the foxhole and they started stress eating. You know, it's like yeah. at, at, in the beginning, it was like, okay, you know, off of work and, you know, people were like, this is cool. But eventually, you know, it's like the, the, the research that was coming out about, you know, depression and anxiety and weight gain and inflammatory diseases, they, this all happened because of the emotional stresses that we were bearing and because of the stress eating that we didn't. For, for many people, they're still in that foxhole, you know? So mm-hmm. um, wherever you're at right now, it's like, it's okay. Please give yourself a little grace and and stop beating yourself up. Like I've been there. I've, I've been that yo-yo a million times over. 
50 pounds heavier. I mean, you should see some of these pictures of me from, from a few years ago. I'm like, I can't believe it, but I was in it and I didn't know. It's like, you're on the highway and the blinking lights on, but eventually like you don't hear it clicking, but the blinking light's still on and you have to be focused and have your intention there. Cause where your intention goes, the energy flows to know that it's on to turn it off. And there were so many times in my life, like I was just living in it and not even realizing that what I was doing to my body, but the stress was killing me. But so we got to, we got to step up and we got to raise our standards. And there's a, a point that we got to just throw that stake in the ground and say, that's it. That's it. I'm sick and tired of the lies. And for me, I was the shoemaker with no shoe. I was telling people to don't eat sugar. I was adjusting on the table. And then literally I'd go back and I was eating caramello bars and drinking Coke. And until one day I was adjusting a patient and my pants split right down the backside. And for <laughs> me, like, it was like something as silly. I know it sounds silly, but like that for me was like the straw. I was like, who are you? You know? And, and I was only lying to myself. And every day I wake up, it's like, you know, I read things that empower me. I, 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 I try to surround myself around people because they say you are the company you keep. Look at your five closest people and that's who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it's not just toxic food, but are you in a toxic you know, relationship? Are there things? And then you have to like start to make choices. How am I going to fix this? Or maybe like detach from this. You know, we all have toxicity in our life, but we have to actually meet that with healthier choices. Not by removing, by removing, by taking away. It doesn't work. Maybe some people. All right, but it's it's for me it doesn't work and most clients I coach it doesn't work. You have to start to address the underlying reasons why physically, chemically, emotionally. Once you do that, like you did during the pandemic, it's incredible. It's amazing. And and the cool thing about this Tiffany is like how good you feel and you look amazing, but how good do you feel from the inside out? That's what this is about. And it's about our biological age. Like I'm 47, that's my chronological age. And every year on my birthday, I measure my, my biological age. And last year I was 32. I'm not <laughs> saying that to impress anybody, but to impress upon you that age is just a stupid number. Our real number is based on how we take care of ourselves. And you might think that, that you're too far gone or that it's, you're a lost hope, but no, never, never, never. I have seen the most amazing things reverse themselves, stage four cancers, whatever it is. All right, let's remove that and focus on what we can control, which is how can I strengthen my body starting now? Not I'll start Monday. No, because that's a, I was about to say a BS lie. You're telling yourself <laughs> that we've been telling because I've been there. No, you start right now. You start now. You draw that line and say, it could be one thing. I'm going to have one thing, but you start now. And you you've got me go so motivated. I want to start doing something right now. I just think <laughs> you it's... are though. You are. <laughs> What's one, why right, we talked about a lot of stuff today. What's one thing that Tiffany wants to decide today, right now in this moment, that you're gonna you're gonna add in your life now that you haven't been doing based on the things that we discussed. Is there one thing that you resonated with? Maybe the rebound, or I don't know. What, what's that one thing for you? You know, I'm a very thin person, and so I, you know, I've taken that for granted a little bit most of my life. And so, but I do eat healthy. I just don't always. I eat. I go long periods of time without eating more than the intermittent fasting. It's just because I, I'm so busy and I, I, don't, I don't really always take care of it. Like I was at the Natural Products Expo. Oh my gosh, that thing is a beast. I don't know if you've ever yes. been. Oh, but like yeah, I barely ate while I was there because really, ironically, the Natural Products Expo, you know, has a lot of processed foods right. that they're serving. And so right. I don't eat a lot of those, but I hadn't eaten and I'm grabbing things. and I'm just drinking a lot of coffee and I just move on that and I manage myself. But that's, you know, that's not healthy. So I really want to be more thoughtful on, on what I'm eating, you know, even. So give me, so I like that. Awesome observation. Two things. We're going to change our language because our language is so important from I want to, to I am. Think Joe Dispenza. I love him. Um, he's yes. uh, you know, meditation, but it's already like, this already happened. Now you just got to run the marathon or just do the laps to get there. So 
I am like, we have to make this present moment whenever we're talking about something. And two, I like to see you get a little more specific. So I want to be more thoughtful about the foods. That's amazing. But like, we need to hone in and laser focus on, on something that we can actually make a choice on. So when you say I want to be more thoughtful, which I think is amazing, can you give me a little bit more specificity in terms of what that means? I'm going to drink my greens every morning. Boom. That's it. And now you have to hold yourself accountable to doing that every single day and make it easy for yourself. Because the reality is, is that that was always my challenge. Like when I would travel is when I would get off, off track. And I love it. I'd be on the plane. And like, I love when uh, the flight attendants come down with like the things, the snacks and everyone's like, I need the snack. I need the snack. I'm like, you got, you can go two hours without a snack. I, I whip out my macadamia nuts, which is one of the best plant-based keto fats you can have. It will not break your fast. So we got to be prepared, right? So this morning I was very busy and like, I just, you know, we, we do breakfast as a family. Chelsea was tied up with something. Um, and the kids are off of school this week. And so like, I didn't have time to go in the kitchen to make something or, you know, whatever it might be. So I go in the fridge and Chelsea had made this big thing of chocolate chia pudding. That's always in the fridge. Chocolate chia pudding is amazing. It's a health Yum. food. Um, this is the dessert you can have for breakfast. It's going to strengthen your body. And there it took me two seconds. I got a big scoop, put it in my bowl, took it right into my office and boom, and I started eating my chocolate chia pudding. So like preparation is key with this lifestyle. You have to look at your road ahead during your week and like be prepared, have some healthy snacks ready to go because most people, when we are stressed, it's like we go right for what's there. And a lot of it will be chips, it'll be that. So like we have to start to have things around the house that are gonna actually maybe like fulfill that same crunch. So for me, it would be like hummus and guacamole with some vegetable sticks. Or there's this dressing I have, it's called Dr. Dallas dressing in both books. Uh, it made both books because it's that good, I'm telling you. I could put out <laughs> a plate of vegetables for my kids, they won't touch them. If I put this dressing out, those vegetables will be gone. So like have stuff ready to go and healthy snacks ready to go. Like, you know, my plant-based protein takes me two seconds to grab some unsweetened almond milk, scoop of my plant-based protein. I'll throw in some microgreens or some sprouts and blah, 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 and boom, blend and some wild frozen blueberries. And then within 30 seconds, I have a healthy meal. So like I can go on and on about this and then get off your sugar. I give you examples of all these things, but you have to have these things in the house ready to go because if you don't have those, when the stress hits you and you don't know when that stress is coming in high amounts, or it's there in low amounts, we're gonna go for the junk food, which also means sugar. So it's part of this is yes, knowing the strategy, but but having these things ready to go so that when life happens, like I can do this. And then if you do derail, it's okay. Get at it right away. Because course correction, if I fly from Florida to LA, the, the pilot's never on that A to, A to B direct course. They're always off a few degrees, right? I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a pilot, but that's what I, I heard. So they're always course correcting, always course correcting. So by the time they get to LA, they land at LAX. But if I don't course correct when I'm one degree off, by the time I get to California, I'm 500 miles off course. And by then, it's a lot harder to get back to course than it was if I was one degree, five degrees, 10 degrees. So again, we're constantly course correcting. Don't Great beat yourself analogy. up, course correct. And if you're out here, just decide what you're going to do to start that path and make the choice and do it and do it and do it. Wow. I am so motivated. You are a great speaker. I'm just so excited. I was going to, you know, usually at the end of the talks, I'll say, you know, what are three tips? You gave like 25 tips. So <laughs> you'll just have to listen to the whole thing. I don't even, you know, there's not even one to three that are the most important at the at the end of this. There were so many that you gave and and easy tips to do. And so I just wanted to go over the your book, Get Off Your Acid, and then Get Off Your Sugar, which is Burn the Fat, Crush Your Cravings, and Go From Stress Eating to Strength Eating. And Woo. so those are both available, which is 
fantastic and I'm sure has lots of the same information in there to help people. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with Dr. Daryl, he does have the um, getoffyouracid.com website as well as your own personal website, which is, is it your name? Yeah, it's Dr. Daryl, but um, the, the the most important, the, the best one is get off your acid. That's where, you know, that's where most of us go to. And yeah, um, yeah there's some good stuff there. Getoffyouracid.com. So thank you so much. We're so happy to have you because oh, you so really sweet. choose to care about everybody around you and, and, and your clients that you're helping. And it's just, I, I can't even stress enough. Um, stress, funny enough to say <laughs> that word is, you know, the fact of stress and gut health and those two alone to change that can change your entire existence and your health. It's so huge. It's, it's huge. huge. And don't and don't wait for the symptoms to show up because by then it's like the symptoms the last thing that that shows itself. You know. So if anyone is out there, they want to test their gut, you can DM me. My Instagram is uh, at Dr. Daryl Joffrey, D R D A R Y L, my last name, and just DM me, and and we'll get back to you right away and uh, tell you how to go about that process. And it's it's really it's it's an easy process to test your gut. Um, you know, we send people kits at home so you can do it anywhere, which is awesome. And thank you for talking about my books there. I love them both. I poured my heart and soul into them. I think uh, you'll get so much from both of them. If you're going to start with one of them, I would say start with get off your sugar because I dive a little deeper into uh, the diet and I talk about diet variation. And um, if you are doing intermittent fasting, it's not about eating less. It's about eating less often. So it's okay that you go periods where you're eating less because that's what our ancestors did. It was based on feast and famine, but you have to mix it up. you got to change it just like exercise. We need exercise variation. We need diet variation. We can't eat the same foods over and over and over. But it's been such an honor and uh, an amazing pleasure to, to be on this amazing podcast. Thank you for what you do, uh, for helping so many people. You are a role model. Uh, by the way, you live your life. And I'm just just so blessed to be here with you guys today. If there's anything I could do to help you or any of your people in any way, um, I'm always here for you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, you can also have a virtual consultation with Dr. Daryl, I'm sure. Um, you'll get so much personal information, right? <laughs> this is just a general, but I wanted to, you know, kind of take a, a few symptoms and, and showcase what you know, what they could be stemming from, but obviously everyone has their own journey. So I, I know yeah. that you can be of help of that. And, and, you know, preventive is always going to be better than treatment. So like he said, it's these little silent things, or even these little whispers you might be hearing, you know, you want to do something now, which is why I'm actually going to look into this myself. So I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Daryl Joffrey. Let's, let's kick that ass. Let's kick yeah. that that gut that here, acid. that get Kick off that your acid. acid. Kick that Kick acid. That acid. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> we need to create like a tribe of acid kickers. It's so it's so we good. Are. We well, are. We're doing it. We're doing it. Thank you so much for what you do. Much success to you and lots thank of love so to much. you and your family. Much love back to you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Green with Tiffany. You can find me on Instagram. We'll have more for you soon. Thanks so much. And thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.